telling you earlier, um, it's like for fire and water child. But like, I mean, you're the mm. mother of both of the, I mean, you're you're the mother and I'm the father of the both. Yeah, Leo Moon, Cancer Moon. We are the parents. Oh my god! I was even just thinking. I was genuinely thinking because, like, you just like you physically drew them. (laughs) And also, I've got a question. It's so random, but is Paul Rudd behind you, or is it a different actor? What is Keanu Reeves? Oh, what is Keanu Reeves the one literally right next to your shoulder, or is it the one both of them? Okay, we are Keanu obsessed. Joke. We love. We love Keanu. Okay, fair enough. Because I literally, I was looking at them and I thought it was you Matrix? No, I haven't. See, I'm, I've never actually watched The Matrix. You should watch the first one. I've heard good and the things. Last Wait, I'm switching to headphones again. Okay, sick. About the new one or in general? In general. Like, I've just heard good Between things Aquarius about... Aquarius Rising, how you've not seen Matrix? Are you I'm... okay? I'm just... Are you no. okay? I'm just... Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of DM Talks. I'm your host Sarah DM, aka DM Sarah, and this is a podcast that aims to promote well-being and assist healing, whether that be physically, mentally, or spiritually. Ultimately, we just want to be seen in our entirety, and this podcast hopes to show listeners how multifaceted they are. Today, listeners, I'm joined by one of the most creative people I know. They are a talented illustrator, Actually, the illustrator behind um, the original DM Talks Volume 1, um, DM Talks Volume 2, and also DM Sarah's um, colourful purple graphics. They are an astrologist. They are um, just an energy worker, but they're also just such a, an emotive, uh, blessed babe. And I'm so, so, so grateful to have them on the virtual stage of DM Talk today. Welcome. Hello. Hey, uh, Sarah, you just like overexcite people about me just like that. What do you mean? It's the excitement is necessary. Obviously, but just praising. Loved it. (laughs) I have to. Honestly, like I have to give my flowers where they're due because it's like, I feel like I've learned so much about myself, the world and like um, life since knowing you. So I need to showcase it you know and like I think we're very we're very like um it's weird we're very like intimate people we're very like we've we've experienced many lives do you know what I mean like we're very like old (laughs) souls exactly we're very old souls so I think us meeting together has just like it's not just um I mean had good conversations but it's also inspired us for change you know and I think that's mm-hmm. something that I need to test to show testament to and I think like well if anybody listened to the DMC as well last week you would have heard how we got to know each other how we've expanded with each other and I think that's just such a um 
I don't know. I, just, I think it's really beautiful and it's really, I'm really grateful for it, especially with, in terms of friendship, because I've seen how many things have like gone up, gone down in life. So I have to give my flowers where they're due. Yes, Sarah. We are um, a very valuable connection. And yeah, I'm very that. grateful. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm ups and downs. You know how it'd be. We just came out of a lot of astrology, New Year's Eve, um, starting a new year, um, Christmas, all these things. So yeah. it's definitely Loads been of occasions. And I yeah. think very busy because we're very like, I don't know, to be fair, I got COVID, so I was just like staying at home. But Me like, too, I had COVID. Oh yeah, yeah, COVID, yeah. But like, yeah, it's just a lot COVID. of like, like you're just within loads of environments. Do you know what I mean? Like you're in, mm -hmm. like you're energetically charged. Like people want to talk to you, people need you, people are trying to get a hold of you. And it's just a lot, you know, especially during the um, yes. uh, like occasions times, because it's just like, there's everybody else is doing the same thing so you feel it a lot yeah but I'm excited to like sort of transit into a bit more of a calmer state like I've seen so many people say like oh January is my like resting month um my mm -hmm. my real new year starts in February and I feel like I'm definitely taking yeah. that advantage I mean um the Chinese new year started in February oh, yes, so maybe does. we're just it's all turning but also um when it comes to New Year's Eve, some people, astrologers, consider Aries season the new year, really, yeah. the new cycle. Um, so like I think this whole pressure around January and winter time and after all these occasions and kind of family and social pressures of celebration, um, things like that, um, it's quite like too much. And I think yeah. a lot of people came to that conclusion that actually maybe we are like, holding like we are doing this sort of appearance of um a new yeah. cycle rather than genuinely starting one we are still in winter winter is not um a time it's a stillness time it's not a time that's reborn. true <laughs> yeah and like even as you say that I was thinking of um, it's spring equinox and it actually falls on my birth well it usually falls on my birthday so like I'm I'm an Aries I'm sure I've said it before um, my birthday is on the 21st of March, like, and I was born really, really early, like on, like in the morning on that day. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I do think I had, even before I was into astrology and astro um, into astrology and spirituality, even before um, that, um, sorry, I just saw my neighbor do something, <laughs> but even before- There's a lot was, of noises from uh, my windows. Oh, really? I'm sorry if oh, people no, I can hear that. Hear I think because you have ear, I think we both have earphones in. It. Oh, okay. Um, so it cancels it. It's yeah, very it noisy it. where I live. But um, I just I just got distracted by my outside. But I bring this up to say, um, even before I was related or involved with like spirituality and astrology and all of this like information, I did feel a different form or feel during my birthday time. Like it wasn't just a special occasion, which I was celebrating, but it was more like, Ooh, now I can start again a year for me, you know? And it was very mm -hmm. like, um, I don't know. It just felt very energetically charged, but as I've grown to learn more about like energy, now I understand why. Um, yeah, very, it's very collective. It's not just you exactly exactly and I think like but even like the weather during that time you know even like um how people are into gardening more so during this time like there's so many different um actions people take during this 
like collective period that it didn't just feel mm-hmm. like it was special for my birthday but it felt like it was special because people were moving you know or people mm-hmm. were like changing their behaviors um so yeah shout out to you spring babies yes we love spring I wish I was born in the spring I am a winter baby oh isn't your birthday's coming out quite soon isn't it yeah and 21 days oh my god 25th of February are you excited for are you doing anything perfection year 12 Um, that means you're gonna be like actually for all of well we don't know what perfection year is yes I just wanted to yes (laughs) so uh perfection years I won't go into detail because I'm just not in mood for it today. But um, within astrology, they do perfection years, which is basically each year of your life is um, connected to a house within a chart. So um, it basically the year of age will touch on those subjects of the house. Mm -hmm. So for example, when... um, you're 19 because I was thinking about it recently when you're 19 you have the eight house perfection year Mm -hmm. so very often there's like intimacy um mystery secrecy um intensity and usually it's like quite intense time and Mm -hmm. quite um shadowy like people tend to go off the rails when they're 19 um and because um you face your dark side a little bit more than ever before (laughs) it's funny that you Um, said that and I'm going (laughs) sorry I don't mean to interrupt it's just funny that you say that because I literally went to uni in first year no I went to my first year was when I was 19 and like as you're talking I was just getting like flashbacks of different memories I was like "Hmm." (laughs) yes yes uh that was an age of uh things getting weirder (laughs) I think um you know within with astrology I think eight houses is the moment when we kind of tap into a more like a conscious understanding of uh like the abstract sense of conscious and um the things that are yeah. kind of grander than life within us um yeah. but I'm entering a 12 house perfection year this year and that means it's going to get deep again baby <laughs> and whoop, um whoop. Yeah, whatever. I'm excited. Whatever happens, happens, as they say. What is my favorite your, um, saying? What's your planet that's in your twelfth house? Um, so it's Virgo. Virgo. Virgo Libra depends on like house division systems, but in whole sign it's Virgo. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that makes me kind of. I think I know that it will definitely take me into a lot of focus with health. I mm-hmm. I am a person that has chronic health issues and mm-hmm. it's been going on for most of my life. And mm-hmm. um, I would like to heal it. I would like to move past it because um, I am lucky to, to have my thing not be very like um, compromising when it mm-hmm. comes to like normal life living yeah um however however it does like strain um my existence and I am done with it so I hope I can dive into it and face Mm -hmm. it better because I've escaped it for a long time and Mm -hmm. I had a lot of bad uh bad attitudes towards Mm -hmm. approaching health which I feel like it's something you mature into anyways but it's definitely an adult like it's like an adulting topic Mm. but then also thank you for sharing because it kind of it 
having I, I can only assume having chronic illness can only like um, mature you even younger do you know what I mean like you feel mm-hmm. kind of like even by the point of like booking appointments to having these conversations about like um uh life and stuff like I think it's just it's something that like you have to like you're sort of you're taught to be an adult into regardless of your age you know yeah I think um any sort of illness or disorders or anything that kind of brings us back to the heaviness of having like a form mm-hmm. um is those things that kind of lets you pushes you to face the shadow side of experience like yeah. life experience it's like a lot um, it's a very self-reflective yeah or you know self-conscious yeah um it takes yeah. time definitely well thank you for but sharing yeah. i Thanks appreciate it because like it just like i think that's one another reason why i wanted to invite you on this call on this um podcast you've had so many different types of life experience you're able to pull different information from different like aspects of your life and it just it helps build a story you know and like one thing that actually you know what I'm gonna move into the divine because now as we're talking yeah yeah let's stick to the sections (laughs) I've got um two nominations I've got two nominations now um so the divine is the segment where we nominate a good thing it's where we shine some light on or some praise or affirm something and um I've got two affirmations. I've got two nominations. So my first nomination is going to be you. My first nomination. Sarah. I know. I know you can't deal with me. Okay. You're making me so shy. No, I know. But here I am. (laughs) Like, the thing is. Well, I'm honest. She's such an incredible illustrator. But I think it goes beyond that. Like, she is so imaginative. Like, she can literally create things out of, like, fucking wax. Like, if anybody's looking at the visuals today, they'll see me and Claudia both have different um, backgrounds. And both of them have been designed by her. (laughs) And I just love that for her. Because it's like, I could, like, come into her room and see a different world, you know? Or see, like, three (laughs) different types of universes just by looking around like her room and it's just such a like um uh I don't want to say a conflict but like a contrast to the environment or society that we live in and like I think I've even mentioned this to you um as I was getting to know you because as I was growing up I did create and I did like enjoy creating things but like sort of my like faith and my hope sort of um went down a little as I was growing up and maturing in my teenage years and it made me sort of lose like sense or lose like touch with my imaginative mm-hmm. imagination so getting to know you was really like a kickstart into um exploring that again and I think that's such a beautiful um experience because to imagine is to dream and to um see what goes beyond the veil and what is expected and I think it's so important to um, having a playful attitude or it's so important to like investigate what is um, what is being provided to you so I just had to give you a shout out for my first nomination thank you it's true I feel like sometimes aestheticizing is the salvation like sometimes you just need to make things around you pretty I think that's your cancer moon as well your cancer moon and your libra rising sort of being like things like if things um 
can be aesthetically beautiful then it can help mm-hmm. with the mindset change or the mental programming or the spiritual yeah. cleansing that you're experiencing so I definitely really mm-hmm. resonate with that um my second uh my second nomination is a oracle deck that I have at the moment and it's called dream decoder 60 cards to unlock your unconscious and um it's made by tree no so Teresa Trung made the text and the illustrations are by Harriet Lee Merion and it's a beautiful deck I'll try and push it oh wait it's upside down upside down baby um we can't really see it no okay can I oh no there you go there it is Sarah so it's oracles right yeah it's it's like dream analysis it's an oracle deck called dream analysis essentially like Teresa Chung is a renowned um spiritual um not just a healer but she's like a spiritual like a she studied this do, would you say a searcher, a theologist? I'm not too sure. But like she's gone to Cambridge mm-hmm. and she's just basically spent a lot of her life developing books and consulting on spiritual um, healing and spiritual apparatus and spiritual like everything. And um, amazing. These cards absolutely. Does she beautiful. have like like anything like shamanic? Um, Probably. Like to her. Like she, she has a lot or of. She likes exploring those things. I, I think she might, it, it might be like in. I can't lie I haven't done that much um exploration of her I've just listened to her as guests on podcasts so that's how Mm -hmm. I know of her but I'm not like I don't know her like craft or studies that well but um she was able to develop this um textbook well no this um oracle card book and she's already she's also got a dream interpretation book and these mm-hmm. cards are absolutely gorgeous. They basically are really like cute illustrations. Like this one's for animals. This one's for, like death. This one's for um, being late. And it's really helped me understand um, concepts that I like used to um, overinterpret. Because I think with me, mm-hmm. I'm definitely someone who gets information from their dreams. But sometimes because the dreams are so vivid and there's so much like detail in the dreams, I'm I'm writing everything down and I'm not being mm-hmm. able to actually feel what's resonating with me and how it's supposed to like um, give me the information that I, I need, you know? So like- Yeah, that's relatable. I definitely need to, um, well, not need to, but I'm definitely trying to- um, get into the habit of um pulling a card after my dream space and just seeing how that resonates with me in my dreams because mm-hmm. I'm I think as the more as I become a spiritual well the more that I, I think I will do that after it, this yeah you know like that's the yeah, thing like, I'm one of those people that like I will hyper focus get really really involved with something and then stop doing it for a, a month at a time and then I'll go back into mm-hmm. it so I'm going to use this opportunity and this nomination to hold myself to accountable and be like look Sarah you said you're going to do it on the podcast and I need everybody who's listening to message me being like oh so how how's it going have you done that <laughs> yeah I'm checking if you checked your dreams properly Sarah exactly. did you pull the cards <laughs> no um, I need I need I need it because there's so much information that is available to us. And like, it used to make me so scared when I was a teenager because- Your like, dreams? Oh my, like my dream space, like was 
insane like without being too um explicit or too um like not incriminating but too like vulnerable I Mm -hmm. I got so much information from my dreams it felt like it was just night terrors but like I didn't want to um like I was scared of going to sleep essentially I was scared to go into sleep mm-hmm. and like now as a spiritual person I know that's because I'm experiencing like um downloads like downloads clairvoyant abilities but also because I was mm-hmm. experiencing trauma as well it was showcasing different information you know it was very yeah. very linked but also because I didn't have the protection or the support available to me at the time it terrified me absolutely terrified mm-hmm. me and like now See, I think um where I'm like sorry I just want to mention that's um, fine quickly before we move on from that um i think in whole sign system your 12th house is in capricorn which yeah. is um it's an energy that is ruled by saturn um or rule saturn which is um quite heavy and uncomfortable it's interesting as well because capricorn is a very like capricorn is a very like um realistic sign you know mm-hmm. And I think that's also what scared me about my dream space. Like I was getting such vivid, realistic dreams. And I mean, some information is true, but some information is not true. And it's sort of determining what is like reality, no, what is real and what's an illusion. And because I was Mm -hmm. in, um, well, let me, well, basically I was in boarding school when a lot of these um, images came about, it made me very shook about like who I can trust, who I was around, what the intentions of people's environments were, you know? So it did, Mm -hmm. I think if I'm honest, it probably was the start of my spiritual awakening because before, after that, I got really into personal development. But now I bring Mm -hmm. this up to say, like, I'm stronger, I'm wiser, I am comfortable with exploring these, (laughs) yeah, I'm comfortable with exploring these, like, concepts. So let me just do it with... um, sort of a bit more of a freedom than an angst that I'd had you know but yeah we also need to mention um Sarah's eight house Mars eight house. what does that mean well I really referenced the whole um kind of struggle with um with trusting but mm-hmm. really is that the um your actions are observed and mm-hmm. do you think but it just um connects to what you were saying yeah because now that you it means what you said (laughs) now that you're speaking I'm thinking about like what you said about that perfection year and even though it Mm -hmm. wasn't um necessarily my perfection year I mean it's say like Mars in an eight house with relationships intimacy um shadow like uh, anything in eight house I think if if my Lilith my Lilith might even reside there or really really close there Mm -hmm. so that means Mm -hmm. it's explosive sexy (laughs) sexy now but sexy heart (laughs) you're too funny what is um what's your nomination for this week's divine Claudia well uh because I am obviously a crazy cat lady I love that. Um, I am nominating my um, my cat, but um, more precisely my relationship with my cat, and also less precisely just pets in general, um, because pets are amazing and they 
like I wake up with my cat cuddled to me like human so we're literally like spooning um or he's just like on my shoulder and it brings me so much comfort and it makes me feel very loved and it makes me like I'll wake up oh I need to feed him I need to be petting him and um when I'm down like that is enough of a reason to to wake up and stand up and get yourself cared for because you need to care for your cat so um and also my cat has had so many life adventures which is uh funny because it kind of mirrors my life in ways so he's been independent for like a year he lived alone (laughs) he went missing for two months then he came back he traveled from poland to uk um he been through like really heavy and dark times of my life and i'm sure it affected him but he's just amazing like such a transcendental little creature and i am so sure that he's like always traveling in different realms <laughs> literally just being next to me and that is really cute i 100 percent agree like stefan is a bad b like they are so cool Honestly, and, like, he is so sassy and like cats he's an heiress like you which explains it all <laughs> we just like the adventure but i guess yeah. as a cat you have more like ways to go about that adventure because mm-hmm. Cats, um, cats are, when I was getting into tarot, like I saw so many cats, like in different types of decks. So like even the queen, queen of wards, queen, queen of wards, I can't speak. In, in the depiction of the queen of wands, there's a black cat sitting next to her. Mm-hmm. And it just suggests that like these supernatural unseen abilities that this cat possesses. And even like, have you ever watched the film Coraline? Yeah, I, one of my favorites. Like, I, I love Caroline. how it was also shown in that film because, like, the cat who eventually advised Coraline was able to give her information in different realms, but not in yes. the realm that she wanted to reside in, you know? And I found that mm-hmm. so interesting because, like, there's... I mean, the cat was itself in both of the realms. So yeah. uh, they basically can travel the realms as they are without like shifting into like different um I don't know different cycles of their living they're just travelers I can't explain it but you know cats been um people used to pray to cats but also um I've read somewhere that cats decided to become domesticated so we didn't domesticate them they kind of just decided that they will they're okay and fine with that yeah um but I just feel like cats carry so much character as, yeah. uh, as little beings. And um, obviously I love dogs too. I love all the pets. So this is about pets, but Stefan is very, very special to me. And um, I'm, I must be honest, like I could have not went through some things without yeah. him. Like this is, it's real. I don't care. My cat was a major emotion, emotional support system and little counselor and, Comforter. Um, I love that's great. I'm really grateful. No, I'm really grateful that you shared that of nomination as well, just because, like, I think relationships with like um, 
animals is such a blessing like they are literally the first yeah. antidepressant and like <laughs> you're talking it's giving me all these memories like I was watching Queer Eye recently and um there was this one episode in I think they're in some in somewhere in Texas um there's this episode where uh this woman is getting her barn and her house and like um her basically her acre of land like redeveloped and her job mm -hmm. was to re to house um disabled animals and she would use these animals to help um individuals with um various form of disabilities to as therapy and it's just so beautiful how like because animals have just an instinctual nature because they are just they just are they don't have to think well I mean they do think but like they don't um intellectualize things as we would like they don't overthink they mm -hmm. just do they just be and like it's just so nice that like it can take you back to your, like your natural state and like make you feel calm and present just by being yourself so that was a beautiful nomination mm -hmm. I really really enjoyed thank you don't you worry I'm just having a sip of h2o high quality h2o stay hydrated King. stay hydrated well it's important just two decoding the messes and <laughs> i was just speaking really fast then so I need that, that too yeah honestly i was just like ah. <laughs> um so that takes us to um the next segment of the episode which is decoding the messes and this is where we unpack mess whether that be online or offline um in this week's episode we're all talking about astrology and um i just had to get the I think you actually introduced me to a lot of astrology. So I just had to yeah, get into um, this conversation. Very 100%. I just I want to um, sorry, clarify to the listeners that I definitely do not consider myself an astrologer. But the same way, I don't even consider myself an artist. So it's like very complex, but whatever. What I meant to say is that I'm definitely like an astrology student. I okay. love, love reading about it. It's very interesting. I feel like okay so from now on I'll call you astrology student but I get that yeah. because it's like more so like you're like you're participating in the lessons you know mm. um I well I guess the reason why I was comfortable calling you as an astrologer is just because you were able to like um provide me concepts in such a digestible format and I think that's like quite admirable with any teacher you know like you learn about information you make it sort of digestible and accessible and you like showcase mm -hmm. it in a synthesis form and I think that's how like I got to know more about astrology because there were some people like on the way that told me about birth charts and told me about um sort of their um, relationship to their own birth chart but I think because you like you're the sort of person that on your phone you've got like so many random people's birth charts and you're yeah I do like, <laughs> and like there's like there's been times where you've literally met like there's one time that I'm thinking of particular where you met one of my friends and mm -hmm. um you were like you just said so many things about them that were true to them and then you looked at their birth chart and you're like oh so this is why <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think um I definitely had this phase of like loving reading in people's charts and mm -hmm. um, obviously like with the pandemic I've definitely been less social but um, one of my favorite aspects of being social previously was um, to gather those charts because to me it was like a little bit of like in real life getting to know 
time but also a little bit of a research like um I am not obviously surface level judging people or analyzing or like judging people based on their chart or whatever Mm -hmm. but I like to um notice patterns and very often those charts would expose like a pattern within my social life so Mm. it wasn't um about like making any definite um assumptions opinions yes assumptions about others Uh, nothing in astrology um I don't consider to be definite and also I like to kind of emphasize that astrology is not a belief system so Mm -hmm. it's not something to believe in it's just a very um very long like it literally comes from ancient times Mm -hmm. uh, observation and research and making metaphors and connections and making meanings and that is very much and symbolism which uh, these are really very much the things that inspire my art practice but also inspire just my way of living so and like I guess that's also testament to like discovery and self like um well I guess actualization because the thing is with astrology it is a tool you know and like I even saw a tweet recently it was like regardless of if you believe in it or not these transits are going out to happen you know (laughs) it's not like oh I don't believe in it and it doesn't affect me it's more so like I don't believe it and I won't really acknowledge how it affects me and there's no like shame in that but I think over the years astrology has gotten like this bad um like rep of like oh it was taken out of academia at some point so exactly kind of shows that like it went back and forth and then it was um I think like over the modern time it was popularized as like woman magazine entertainment yeah um, because they love to like paint feelings and like self-analysis as something that's like female ruled which yes in a way like femininity rules introspection but um but no there's a lot of like male astrologers and astrology goes back to like when it comes to politics and armies and wars astrologers were there like exactly people were doing war moves based on uh like the astral events um yeah so yeah so it just shows you how like people literally used it to their advantage when they wanted to but then like they kind of like shunned it away when they didn't want to like accept it and I think there's like there's some there is like power in acknowledging your birth chart because I think I've even mentioned this on other podcasts like you can see or whether your strengths lie where your weaknesses lie when you can be more confident in certain areas mm-hmm. of your life where you need more attention um, in other aspects and I think like I guess this is one like problem or frustration that I see within like um astrology and mainstream settings like people mm-hmm. will be like um I've channeled a message for aqua pisces aqua, um aqua pisces can- names all the signs and it's like literally like six or seven signs and I'm just like how <laughs> like, how can it work yeah I have um a love-hate relationship with um intuitive astrology yeah um I think it kind of defeats the purpose of astrology being like an actual research and like based on calculations and on archetypes and something that's like like contextualized. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if when it comes to divinative practices, um, like you can do tarot, but it doesn't really make sense um, to bring up the science. But maybe it does. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally 
like to read astrology insights that are a bit more um, concise. Like if you're naming a cardinal effects, the mutable sign, and you're saying they're all going to do the same thing with this within the same situation, it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Why? And it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But then I also think that like it's like another way of generalizing a message. Do you know what I mean? Like I always mm-hmm. say whatever resonates with you will resonate with you but in the like process of people trying to gain more followers or gaining more engagement or gaining more etc they try and Mm -hmm. or simplify and generalize a message to make it more accessible to more people and that's where like astrology can get it's like not bad name but it can sort of get like um it's like there's nothing too significant about the message and like Mm -hmm. there's so many like um well, I'm talking about particular to specifically now. There's so many different forms of um, individuals, not like they're saying information, but in a way that's very, it's either like problematic or like they're very, um, oh, it's like, sorry, I'm just moving my leg. <laughs> How do I say this? It's like the problem with astrology on TikTok is like, there's no they're saying short thing they're saying a mm-hmm. statement in a short amount of time so they're not giving any nuance they're not giving any context like sometimes mm-hmm. like, it can work when they've got like a cute sketch um or like a, a little graphic that they've made and they've showed you some action of how context can reside but more time it's not working but then mm-hmm. I don't know I think it's just something to say about how people turn to spirituality over the past two years for some sort some form of connection yes I um I like to think that like I'm a person that has a strong um connection to the concept of belief Mm -hmm. I think um without belief we wouldn't get where we are um I think we would just go extinct person um but also I just love to think about it how people believe like I don't uh, mean that in the context of just religion or spirituality or anything mm. like just it can be a very personal experience of belief yeah. um so I think the the kind of uh, astrology gaining popularity during the very hard time that brought a lot of feelings of uncomfortable mm. like mental states and emotional states um of this weird isolation and just this weird change like this is a collective change transformations mm. are not comfortable and it's happening um but astrology blew up firstly with like lots of memes i mm-hmm. love them it was very fun <laughs> oh um, my god i actually have a such a great meme that i'm gonna use to show you when i post yeah. this it's honestly it's beautiful i love it okay um but going back to what i was trying to say i forgot now but oh, i didn't sorry. um no don't worry i do that i um talk talk and i forget what i was saying um <laughs> But no, astrology was brought back because, first of all, it was like some astrologers were actually predicting pandemic and they weren't very, um, very, astrologers like to speak vaguely because they don't, like, even though they're doing the study and it's, and it's amazing, it's like, it's still like, they don't, they shouldn't take on the responsibility of giving you the gloom stories, the gloom yeah um predictions and they don't want to have like people's anxiety on their conscious right so astrologers talk vaguely but they tend to really know and um i think because we had that moment of 
isolation or like slowing down of everything or like mm-hmm. reassessing or like recognizing the structures that we have so so long believed in um without actually like maybe consciously approaching this belief um was crumbling and it's failing and mm-hmm. it's confusing um so people realize that actually we need like a deeper belief system so people tune into wellness and into meditation and yoga and energy work and astrology so much more nowadays because um there's that element of human that needs to believe and in times that we live in right now beliefs that are not um kind of attached to like a religion or uh like a god Mm -hmm. are like easier for us to kind of um digest Mm -hmm. because we have this attitude towards things that's very Mm self-involved um and i think a lot of like younger people and like our generation us we also like don't have the maturity to believe in something that has more structure than like Mm -hmm let's say just um tapping into like meditation and yourself it's something yeah. that has rules we're not rule like we are you no know, like we're not very rule or well, rules we're, oriented we're quite a generation. rebellious um like uh generation as well yeah we? uranus very, neptune and like... aqua and pluto and sag i don't know if you are because i honestly forget how many years the planets are in the sign i'm i'm but i am pluto and sag i don't think i'm pluto you know what i have a look i've actually got my birth chart with me today because i thought as we're talking about astrology let's get involved um so pluto oh no pluto is in sagittarius it's in five degrees yeah it's in so we transform well. through like the deep knowledge um and the oops sorry not anyway knowledge um we transform through kind of spontaneity spontane I can't say it but you get the word I got you yes um and seeking deeper knowledge and kind of being expansive Sages Jupiter ruled rules Jupiter um so yeah there's that expansion mm-hmm. we don't like rules we like to question rules and yeah. um that's why organized religion is not our go-to yet mm-hmm. maybe yeah um but astrology especially when it's like in memes yeah obviously is going to take on and that's what happened and i'm i'm excited i love it like yeah. i think it kind of makes it a bit more difficult to actually tap into learning astrology for real because mm-hmm. it just like anything we love to like make everything like really commodified and I think yeah. that has happened to energy work and energy related conversations they became kind of that's the issue with like accessibility like we love yeah. everything to be accessible and I agree with the concept of it but yeah. sometimes when there's this accessibility to like talk about anything and everything um it just lose. it gets too much yeah it gets it like, overwhelmed do you think it comes like too simplified uh yes and yes I think it like it became becomes a bit more definite than it should be or like okay it becomes stereotypes like it yeah. creates stereotypes very no often you're so nowadays. right because now I'm thinking about like let's say 
um so i'll talk about aries for a second um mm-hmm. aries so there's so much information well it's just the first did it but the thing is i mm-hmm. love talking about pisces too just because like i feel literally like because i'm on the border so like it's something mm-hmm. that i can feel energetically but also because um I, like there's a lot of Aries and Pisces people around like I don't know maybe that's just the people that I gravitate to like you're a Pisces my little brother's a Pisces I've got quite a few friends that are Pisces and um so let's say Aries will be um assertive characters but because of that assertion it'll be linked to aggression and always wanting to being the first ones to fight you know or like let's say Pisces babes because they're like known to have a little bit of archetypes from every no, a little bit of something from every archetype, they can be really empathetic and they can be really like, um, they can understand where like people coming from a lot more than like someone who's not that horoscope. But because of that, they're known to be sensitive, you know? And it just shows you that like these stereotypes can develop with Mm -hmm. um, this mass accessibility. And like, Mm -hmm. I think that's where people kind of get like, not necessarily annoyed, but can people can kind of like, um, like well I don't, there's not really a better word for it but like dumb down this like historical contribution to society because mm-hmm. they're only seeing the meme or the stereotype like they're not seeing the fact that someone has been working their ass off for literally hundreds of years to study astrology. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah um but I guess my next question yeah, for you um so we've just come out of a transit we've just came out of two retrogrades one was venus and um mercury and i wanted to ask you have you learned anything since these transits well i don't think it was like a choice (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i don't think you have a choice to learn with retrogrades and um i also don't think it's um it's it can it sometimes isn't that clear Mm -hmm. that you have learned anything because as maybe most of us listening know um retrogrades are when the plants are going backwards and so they're out of their usual movement so during retrogrades it's very much a lot of repetition like Mm -hmm. you are repeating an old pattern but now maybe you have the is the timing that in which you see it better and mm-hmm. you can recognize, um, especially when with Venus retrograding with Mercury, um, there was a lot of people like reassessing how they approach pleasure mm-hmm. and how um, they indulge pleasure um, on top of a lot of relationship things. There was mm-hmm. a lot of focus on like relationships and boundaries and like... Um, Wanting something that I learned from the Venus retrograde is how I can be self-sufficient with my pleasure, you know, like Mm -hmm. because my pleasure might not look like yours. I have to sort of understand how I can pour myself in. How can I pour back into myself? I also need Mm -hmm. to understand how I can um, keep things fresh and keep things exciting, because something that Mm -hmm. used to indulge me maybe a few months ago might not be indulged, might not indulge me now. And I think like with especially with the mercury retrograde like I'm one of those people that like I want to talk to someone as soon as I can because I'd rather um have communication out in the open but I also struggle with not 
with like processing information so sometimes mm-hmm. like it's quite funny because I know we talked about this in the DMC but sometimes like I'll distance myself to process and then I come back with a new understanding and within mm-hmm. Mercury retrograde I really had to learn that like any unresolved conversation or unresolved conflict that you need to um, work through is just going to put unresolved conflict within you so it's so yes. good for you to share information regardless of if you know regardless of how you assume it might go just say it because at the end of the day you can't control how those conversations are you can just be present within them and see how mm-hmm. they how to go through it yes but obviously like you need to have um the kind of connection that has like an awareness of that because sometimes like this is glitch moment have you <laughs> okay um, i am i am ready to be back i am ready now um what I wanted to say is that um if you connect with other people that are also well we spoke about that in DMC we're all sensitive but talking conversation carries a responsibility Mm -hmm. um and as much as like we can be passionate or like emotive beings we need to um have the awareness of like when we are actually pouring out too much or pouring into someone else too much and you know they don't necessarily have the language to set their own boundaries Mm -hmm. so um it's very much a mutual work to um create like a healthy interaction or whatnot but um this this retrograde was very much as I just mentioned, but I'm trying to reconnect, recollect my thoughts, mm-hmm. um, was about uh, reassessing your pleasures and how much you indulge in them. Um, one thing that I've learned is that I am a big time binger and I need to unlearn binging because it actually is like an escapism thing, but I am such a queen of escapism things. I am obviously a Pisces, so we love to escape things um, and binge eating, binge watching, binge other things um is that it's kind of like an es- like an escapism mechanism we don't 100%. like that but I want to mention um I am dropping stuff but also I want to mention that we had like a Venus Pluto conjunction at mm-hmm. some point um which made this Venus um retrograde quite like intense and quite Mm -hmm. dark like people were like oh I want to transform my relationships I want to like I want I'm killing the bonds that are not serving me like it's not um it's not approaching like a humanity way a little lighter it's actually like definite actually your vibe is like so influencing my life I need to cut you off right now yeah but there was a lot of that past times um with like the new year with Christmas and whatever um it's so interesting yeah. that you say that and like it just shows me how much like I do like I'm amazed by astrology because like I saw people going through it and because the Venus was in Capricorn it was very like recalibrating the structures that I'm going to like adhere to and it was a lesson in discernment I think that's what also the Venus retrograde taught me it was like how am I going to show up for myself but also participate in this relationship and Mm -hmm. I think it could be romantic it could be platonic it could be just like who you like choose to connect to who you choose to like show companionship with so it's really interesting that you say that 
Venus in Capricorn is such like uh, action-based um, like aspect, you know, like an action-based concept. So to see like how people want to see their relationships of value instead of like, mm-hmm. um, I guess instead of like a, t- a value instead of attention, you know, because like yeah. I feel like with attention, it's more so like, what can I do for you? What can you do for me? But with value, yeah. it's like, how can we build? How can we like share, you know, how can we grow? So that's really, really interesting. I know you've yeah. um, got something to, like to, sorry, tell me. I like to, um, I like to associate Capricorn and Saturn energy with like sobering up. And we had this moment of like quite heavy Capricorn. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of sobering up. So it's like, people are uncomfortable because they're seeing through their own delusions. Um, but also Jupiter is in Pisces. So it's like, and it was like Aquarius season is an Aquarius season. Yeah. Um, so like we're having this weird dynamic of like, oh, we're expansive. We're imaginative. We, we love the technology. We love the, the space. Um, but also we had this sobering up moment of like, wait, this is like outside of my life life like this is outside of my everyday um life things like I um, I enjoy reading about like NASA space travels but um bringing up to like personal conversations that's like not relevant I want the kind of connection with others that's realistic that's um uh consistent and that is rely like Saturn you can rely on Saturn because Saturn is delaying everything it's taking time but it's there <laughs> so um it's very much Capricorn energy Capricorn is cardinal is likes to push things into motion but in like a sober sober approach it can be quite depressive like I think a lot of people were having low moods because of um how realistic it got for a moment but I love how like you're able to like showcase well I mean sh- highlight that because like we like um sort of compare January to dry January you know just because there's been so Mm -hmm. much drinking and partying over the New Year's and Christmas holidays that this sober um attitude that people talk about I forgot about that forgot that people do that yeah no but it just shows yeah it makes a lot of sense especially these transits that we've had exactly but like it's interesting that you say that because now I've got light bulb moments it's like we're having this sobering reality because of um the relationships that are around us and Mm -hmm. also from because of the environment that we are within and then we've got this like contrast to the imaginative space that we're creating like we've seen so many like milestones or like new inventions happen since Mm -hmm. 2022 you know and it just shows you how like the possibilities are endless but it also like um brought us back down the relationship sort of brought us back down to reality so like it just shows you fucking astrology again it's crazy (laughs) it's so mad but um no, thank you for showcasing that. I'm interested. Um, you said you had something to tell us about transit, not transit, um, about twin axis that I'm excited to hear. So what is your information that you learned? Well, it's not nothing so specific, but um, I know that we kind of decided to talk about axis and mm. I like axis because I like to um, 
I'm a fan of nonlinear thinking and um, it's quite annoying, but whatever. Um, but with axis within astrology is that you have a chart, 12 house and signs that are opposite each other. This is an axis. Um, and even though like archetypically you can think that these signs are like super different, because they're they're always in a different element, mm-hmm. an element that's kind of the yin yang in ways. Um, but it shows like the spectrum, which is the same spectrum's different end. And what I like about axis is this, is that um, it shows that something that seems so opposite is actually like about the same thing. It's just approaching the thing opposite way. Um, so I want to like give some examples, like maybe starting with Aries and Libra, because it's the first house and the seventh house. And when you have like a chart, seventh house is the house that like comes out of poison. So it's the house that finally gets involved with other people as the one that like governs one-to-one relationships and basically us coming out to people and others. Um, and the thing is with Aries and Libra, they're you would think that because this is like Aries is this expressive, passionate and quite like hectic, I would mm-hmm. say like chaos, like mm-hmm. it's Mars, right? Mars, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Aries rules Mars, Mars is rule. But uh, Aries is this like passionate and it doesn't really care about harmony and for things to look pretty. Aries is very raw. Aries, um, wants to get the real deal yes while libra is very aestheticized very harmonious and justice looking for justice and looking for all the size of the coins and whatever um but they're both in a way there's like this selfish and selfless but not even like this is not what i wanted to say but there's this dynamic of like relying on others for different things so Aries needs like very often because Aries is so leadership Mm -hmm. um so individualistic and so idea making obviously to be a leader you need people to lead yeah (laughs) right so you (laughs) need to and this is why Aries loves reassurance because um it builds it but Aries struggles to connecting with others Mm. because unlike a emotional and empathetic level because it's so sensitive and passionate so Mm -hmm. it will like over um over react to um other people's feelings Mm -hmm. so it takes takes a longer time for an aries to develop this empathy Mm -hmm. aries as energy uh, and then you have a Libra that struggles with boundaries because mm-hmm. Libra's initial thing is like, I'll, I'll like adapt to you. I'll learn about this. I'll learn about that from you. Um, and then I will come back to myself and yeah. filter through. So first you have those layers of like connecting and then you have the time for the attachment because you come from like a more informed space that actually in comparison to you, this is me. While Aries is like first me, and then um, it takes the layers off for Aries to be like, oh, I want to um, overreact about your things too. I yeah. want to be involved on like this passionate level. Um, but yeah, axes are just really interesting to me because um, 
it shows the energy that is essentially opposite is mm-hmm. actually like working towards very similar around very similar um blockages or ideas um but yeah do you have a favorite axis i don't i you know what let me look through my phone but on through in addition to what you said i'm Mm -hmm. i love how it's sort of complementary with each other because the thing is even though these guys are opposites they're able to pull different lessons from one another and i was able to get more like understanding with this concept when I started um become well when I was in House of Black which is um Leona and Nicole Black's tarot therapy um group which is on Patreon and um she was reading cards for this group but she was also talking about twin axes and it was saying like Aries are so quick to leave but le- but Libra are um, too quick to stay. And it's like Aries aren't allowing themselves to integrate with the community that they have because they are so like sort of stern in their self and their boundaries. Mm-hmm. Whereas Libra is just so accepting. It's so dynamic. It's just slow fib that it's like, yes, 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 yes. But then in, in um, the pursuit of that, they might start to lose their self because they're just giving so much, so much to others. So I find it really interesting how these two twins can um, learn from each other, but also oppose each other. And I think that's why I sort of mentioned twin axes because it's a concept which is so like, um, when people start lurking at their birth chart, they can, understand how like the archetypes of these prescribed horoscopes can actually help help their betterment yeah I actually woke up and like when I got on my phone the first thing on Twitter I saw was this lady saying that um a sad story um that her husband died and she used astrology to make herself feel better to Mm -hmm. maybe take control but maybe not take control, but like well, work through her grief. Gain, I'm assuming. Yes, yes. And I think um and there was like a lot of like replies about like, oh, why is it so disregarded? Like people are shitting on it. Why are you shitting on something that helps someone? Like Exactly. What's your deal? <laughs> like Honestly. everyone finds something else helpful. And if people find astrology helpful, um, that's amazing. And that's yeah. where it is like that's the point of it. Um, but I love the the staying too long and leaving too early. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because it's literally Libra like it's literally True. opposing characters that they both need, but they they're like in excess for too long. So that's when it mm-hmm. comes an issue. Um, I love Virgos, so I want to talk about Virgos. I think opposite Virgo. What that is the, exactly the one that I was wanting to talk about look we're in because virgo and pisces are like my favorite axis as well and it's very very personal to me because i have a pisces sun in the sixth house Mm -hmm. in whole sign system tropical and that means that i kind of understand this axis because i kind of live it but um first of all virgo and pisces are the axis that's caring it's very much about caring so mm-hmm. for virgo is service caring so it occurs in a way that provides services to others and mm-hmm. 
um, make people's lives more comfortable or what they consider to be better within the material realm. Mm -hmm. While Pisces is selfless when it comes to um, the kind of emotional support and mental support um, subjects. So like Pisces will be there for you through grief and they will be selfless about it. Um, but what I like about this axis as well is that it's sixth house in Virgo is about um, physical health, mm-hmm. while 12th house is about mental health. Mm-hmm. So it not only ties the like caring for others and being of service and being um, empathetic or like sensitive to other people's needs mm-hmm. or um, maybe other beings needs around you like your pets also pets live in six house but um not going to elaborate on that <laughs> um but uh with the six house um and 12 house it's like, like the combination of body and soul and ways yeah. because um with Virgo and Pisces because um Virgo is very but what's sad about this axis is also that both Virgo and Pisces as energies are very prone to addictions, very yeah. prone to dissociative behaviors because we live in this like culture that didn't really understand boundaries before yeah. and um, how to protect ourselves um, on that more like emotional level, but even like doing things for others and like in a space of like, oh, how I'm coming off um socially like my public image if I want to be a caring person I would like do too much of caring Mm -hmm. and um you know you get to a point when you're doing it out of bitterness and out of kind of um like not the right state of mind not the right intention so um but basically with Virgo and Pisces they're prone to addictions and um they like to escape things um, through substances because they both get very overwhelmed because Virgo is so detail-oriented and Pisces is so vague. Yeah. So you have either like it goes like to too little and it can like fixate over the details and kind of seeing too much in within the detail while Pisces sees too much within the like void <laughs> like it is you know the, the the energy that kind of speaks about like subconscious and dreams and um and mental health so it's like those like very relevant and present yeah. uh, abstract um it's things. just like I'm happy that I mentioned this one because it's like I think both of those two signs also have like a close relationship with me I've got my Virgo Jesus. in Mars um no so Mars in Virgo during a retrograde so for those who are I don't know it's essentially your Mars is your planet your action your passion your sensuality and within Virgo it's a very like goal orientated detail pacific um sorry Sarah not sensuality don't you what is it don't you think Mars is about passion and like sexuality Uh, it is sexuality but not sensuality oh really okay well sexuality instead I guess with um, like, but even like frustration and anger, do you know what I mean? Mars is literally the mm-hmm. planet of like 
um war isn't it the passion the instincts yeah exactly so like even like even if I look at my own self and how like I would okay so let's say um I've had a long day I'm stressed and now I want a glass of red wine just to soothe Mm -hmm. that experience away like on the surface people just see that as a reaction but astrologically I can't speak astrologically (laughs) astrologically what are you trying to say that's exactly what I'm trying to say but I just couldn't say it because my mouth was doing a mission but um from that perspective you're going to be able to see how someone can be more lenient in the um uh um like using external thing to change my internal being you know mm. that's what I'm trying to bring up like even earlier you were talking about um Pisces different consciousness states right yeah and it's like I'm I've got loads of Pisces in my birth chart as well so like I can um get lost in the information of things I can get really really like um tunnel vision of how like there's just so much into the world and I need to learn it and it can be really intense for me mm-hmm. so how do I try and get over it I binge watch I binge eat I binge something and like even yesterday I was looking at myself because I started this show literally like I tried one episode the night before and then the next day I was watching it until one in the morning. There was no business in me doing it. I just had to do it. Because I, I think Virgo and Pisces must also be about binging. Yeah. I mean, it's all of the escapist kind of behaviors that yeah. comes after you kind of like take on this like responsibility because I think Virgo and Pisces are both very responsible energies. Yeah. Um, in the sense of like carrying a body or having a soul. <laughs> these are like um the responsibilities that are heavy and we want to escape because i don't know we're in this culture of like oh you should have a job and watch some tiktoks and be content with your life yeah and it's like we don't it's really know have... what Virgo and pisces wants and it's sort of like it it sort of rejects the understanding of feeling your feelings because it's like the pisces mm. is going to feel all the feelings and never get up with the Virgo they're going to suppress it because they've got other stuff to do you know and it's like yeah. you can see how um again the twin axis is like both of them need something from each other but because they're in excess they're not moving through their um discomfort they're just sitting in it mm-hmm. well this axis is mutable so um shout out to Virgo and Pisces energy for actually being um resilient and open to change I think Definitely. both of those signs are very changeable um and adaptable but yeah Virgos can be very like um very overwhelmed and expressing that in like a not the nicest way no I, I've got quite a few very beautiful in my very life. beautiful <laughs> very beautiful energy Virgo we love it I love no. Virgo energy I love it's it. It's very too. admirable. Like, I think like it it grounds me a lot, like more so than Taurus and Capricorn, because I'm able to see like um this. I don't know, it, it's like this very proactive attitude, but like this measured attitude. I think mm-hmm. with Taurus and Capricorn, it can be all or nothing, but like the, like out of all the earth signs, a Tor- um Virgo is a bit more methodical. And I appreciate yes. that, especially with my chaotic fire water energy because I can see steps and see how I move with the steps um if I'm going to do the steps that's another story but I can appreciate it oh well that was 
that was growing. I'm going to burn some incense now because do you know what that is time for, Claudia? Hair reading. Yes. I'm excited. I'm excited I haven't, too. I haven't, you haven't done one for me in ages. Oh my God, yeah. Oh, that's sad. I'm calling you out right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, like, also, you know where I am. So, like. <laughs> we might have to stay and do some more personal ones. I have questions. Oh, you might have questions. Well, that's fine. That's that much has been going fine. on. Um, yeah, we'll just do that when it's not recording. <laughs> yeah, I don't want the people to hear my secret. <laughs> I'm just putting this in an incense holder. I'll be right back. Two seconds. Okay. okay. I don't know if I should say stuff or not. I guess without the host, I shouldn't be saying things. So, whatever. I'm not saying things. Okay, right. I'm just spraying myself with my spray that I made of Florida water and moon water because I want to refresh my cards. I'm using two different decks today. I might get an affirmation deck. Wait, let me see if I can reach it. Um, let me actually get an affirmation deck. I just want to say astrology is fun and if you feel very triggered about it you should realize okay. why you should trigger amazing all right this is tarot talks and this is the moment where we give a tarot reading to the guest and to the collective oh it's one three 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 i just saw the time how cute um so let's you, communicate exactly communicate <laughs> st uh, stabilize st let's exchange stabilize exchange the message um, which is end of the retrograde so exactly. you need to get on it now but to be fair the post shadow period is until 24th so everyone go <laughs> go slow yeah be, be gentle with yourselves okay have you had sorry I need to bring this up. Sarah, no, have you it. had like jewelry break during this Mercury retrograde? Um, or lost jewelry or anything with jewelry? I want to say yes. Um, yeah, I was wearing waist beads and they kind of sort of came undone. And like, I lost a few beads, which made me sad because my mum got them from a friend from Ghana. So like, it's annoying because like, it is definitely like, my carelessness but also because of spirituality no it's not your carelessness i've had everyone my mom lost a golden ring oh really that's sad has she had it yeah. for a long time mm, i don't think so it wasn't like super yeah. meaningful but maybe a little bit but she's not like she's not very sad about i don't even because... take my sentimental stuff out anymore because i just don't trust myself <laughs> I think she lost it like somewhere in the house. Like okay. there's no way. Well, let's hope she might. But I had some on... jewelry's break, and I had um, my friend's jewelry's break. So, it... and I've read someone like on Twitter also sharing that they had jewelry breaks. So. Yeah, seems okay. to be like a theme. Ooh. I'm just shuffling That's these cards. Contact. I haven't used this deck in a while. So they're all just jumping out. So I'm just giving it a good shuffle. Um, whilst I'm shuffling, please can you tell the collective and listeners um what you're going to be asking spirit today um so i've been really i think with all this capricorn and with the venus retrograde and with this whole reassessment of relationships 
I've realized that I don't really have, um, I don't think my heart is open enough. And it's probably because I have an airy stellium, but um, yeah, so I want to ask the deck and I want to ask you, Sarah, today. Um, how do we open our hearts in these like confusing and heavy times? And how can we like approach connecting with others through like a bit of more open and naive and like, you know, innocent mm -hmm. uh, way? versus Amazing. this trans transactional way amazing so i'll just repeat the question um please breathe in and out as you can so spirit higher power ancestors and spirit guides spirit team please can we bless this space to get a message to the collective and cloudy today i ask for no projections i ask for affirmations and you can guide me with clarity um we're gonna ask spirit how we can open our heart space during these heavy times and also how do we approach our heart space and moments of connection with softness and lightness yes i took this deck of okay um breathe in and out for me and i want you to tell me when to stop okay okay Ooh. i dropped cards wait two seconds start again <laughs> Maybe I wanted the dropped cards. That's true, but like- They would just, come up if they it, were meant to, so it's fine. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, we're making a big Mars way. Um, <laughs> maybe stop now? Sure thing. Oh, right. I said it too indecisively, no, but it's fine. collective, so. Okay, and then, Spirit, higher power, universe. Please, can I have a clarification on this message? Oh, is it already not clear enough? Well, I just want a clarification because I've got a lot of water energy. Mm. Well, that makes sense a little bit with the okay. innocence and opening hearts. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So we have got three cards and two of them um, appeared twice, right? So there's a lot of change in our beliefs and a lot of change in our understandings and our values and our like appreciation of things. But there's also like an opportunity for more abundance available to us. And I think that's the lesson that we're determining for ourselves because the first card is the world. Oh, wait, let me put it next to my chair. <laughs> I'm going to... This card, she is so honest. She's all, very often in readings um, that are done for me. The world? Yeah. It seems like you'll learn a lot of lessons, my G. Have I shown you my new deck? Jesus. Oh, I've never seen this deck. That's I love cute. it. It's Disney villains, Claudia. It's Disney villains. But all the animators and illustrators are wet right now. So I'm love it. So cute. <laughs> I'm obsessed. You know how much I love animation. <laughs> um, I can't I remember what where this character is from, but I think he's like from some it old looks... Disney film. Yeah. It looks like something that could be like an Ariel or something. Cause it's I'm like, gonna have a look actually now that you said you it. You know how she has that necklace that she puts on her and she, then she has like, so she's, it looks kind of like that. So that character is actually the queen of cups, which I think is a great yeah. information for like relationships. And the, like- the, vi the villain, sorry. Yeah, the, the villain, villain in um, A Little Mermaid. 
So I think interesting. It's but basically, the world. I don't is, know if I like that. I think it's. I like it because it's more like um a soul subconscious kind of conversation. Like I think it's mm. like she's literally she's bribing Ariel to um she's bribing manipulation. Ariel. Is that that's why it's. Ugh. Exactly, but look, it's all about the villains, isn't it? And it's like it shows yeah. oh, okay. archetypes. So all of the characters are Disney villains, and it's showing how they're using it in like um in the pursuit of their dreams, but in, in a villainary. It's such a way. shadow deck. I, I like know. that. I, Eight I House Mars it. popping off. Screaming, screaming. Mm. The thing is, some people sorry, we completely sidetracked now, but I don't care. Some people find shadow work quite intimidating, but you're not gonna mm-hmm. find it intimidating when you see some your Disney faves. People find like anything that's about belief or like diving a little deeper into yourself as intimidating. And it's like, you're going to live with yourself your whole life, your whole, everything you will know is through this person. Yeah. So like, like look into that fear, you know? That's definitely true. Overcome and yeah, we didn't like fear. Exactly. And I think like, as you grow older, you realize fear is just a concept. Fear literally controls. So like break boundaries and be free by like seeing, investigating what scares you because you might be new interests, you know, but um, okay. back to the world, the world represents completion, transformation, achieving goals that have long been worked through such as a moment of the mysterious feared horned King who's able to summon the cauldron born. So I think this show um, no, this um, character is definitely from like an old Mickey Mouse um, story, but it basically talks okay. about people having indicated, no, people um, struggling to move forward or um, trying to work through personal failure or being consumed by regret. And this remorse is actually sabotaging your success and you have to make peace with your past so you can move through your move to your future as there's so many things available to you. And I think also with the world, it's like a graduation, but like, because these cards are reversed, it's suggesting that like you're graduating, but there's something that you're, um, you're not like standing in your conviction. You're not feeling too um, appeased by um, what could have gone well, what couldn't, what didn't go right. So Mm -hmm. you're stalling your growth. And I think that's also evident in the cards because we got the five of cups. Oh wait, oh, we got another cup. We've actually got three cups cards, no, four cup cards, and two of them come twice, right. So we've got five of cups, we've got six of cups, and we've got 10 of cups. And five of cups is to do with change in your belief. Six of cups is to do with um, sort of giving to your younger self and how those relationships are, no, how those sort of opinions are mirrored in your relationships. And then Ten mm-hmm. of Cups is like your abundance card. It's like emotional harmony. Um, it's tran. It's transcending um, your spiritual discovery. And I think because we've got so much water in this card, it kind of suggests that you're at a point that you're in your heart space of trying to accept, release, and move forward. The next card mm-hmm. that we got to clarify the message was the five of cups. So this is needs to be a change in your belief system. The questions mm-hmm. were, how can we um, approach our heart space with lightness? 
how can we open our hearts open our hearts and it's literally change like and it's changed now change swiftly change with the release like all the options available to you are like things like um uh floating on the surface so maybe it's yeah. an action of maybe I need to change something on the surface and it can seep down into my opinions so I mean this to say like one time I was um uh just struggling and I was just stressed so I started doing like really like joyful practice attitudes so I like get my nails done on a Friday or I was um planning uh an event with a friend the week I was looking for things in my life that can seep into my um body and seep into my belief system because when Mm -hmm. we practice joy we're going to be able to receive much more joy and it's being able to receive what you want because I think sometimes we can stall ourselves so much in regret of the past that we don't actually allow ourselves to be in the now and all of these like attitudes kind of suggest like this watery energy is really over like consuming us and not allowing us to like grow and expand is any of this resonating with you I mean, it resonates with the dream I've had and I already told you about mm-hmm. with the elevator and um yes. oh my goodness because that's um, literally so much I think about. yeah but I think when it comes to this being like a collective reading it can also kind of because this is oh, it's raining right now Sarah I'm not kidding is it raining it's really bad rain. like Manchester yeah rain. it's pouring rain yes oh, no. um I don't know if you can hear it but probably not. not at all um I wanted to say that when it comes to kind of understanding this through a collective space is like water is at the end of the day forgiving and I think um for us to open our hearts we need to like well we need to like forgive our process Mm -hmm. and um be forgiving with how long it takes to you know um change your trust uh like trusting system like Mm -hmm. how you trust others and how you trust yourself um it's long and very like guilty process because Mm -hmm. you're like oh I don't trust this person but I don't want to be the kind of person that doesn't trust other people but I also don't want to be like naive and easy to trick and Mm -hmm. also um and all these like you know other options of why um opening our hearts is very important can Um, you um pick a number between one to three yeah obviously three okay it stopped now no it's fine i'm just basically i got some i bet you miss manchester rain i don't (laughs) it's so funny because i think i even said this on my last podcast it was like i before I left I didn't even like put an umbrella like get my umbrella out I wanted to literally be in the rain because like (laughs) I knew where I was going wasn't going to be raining that much and I was like I love this place I can accept Manchester and it's whole rain I'd get home and like my housemates would be like at me like look at me like are you right and I'm like no but I don't care because (laughs) I'm home Um, my mom always uh sorry my mom always brings up her memory of like being in the uh, in the rain in like summertime yeah polish countryside 
And it's just beautiful how cleansing rain can be as an experience. If you let it, like, if you let yourself see it as this magical thing, um, it's freaking magical, everything around us, honestly. I think rain is definitely cleansing. Um, I asked, I asked basically to pick three cards just because, um, well, I asked you to pick a number of cards and you said three. And I was just choosing some Oracle card messages. And um, the first one says, is this something you want or is this something you've been told that you want, that you should want? The second one is breathe in the blessings, breathe out the stresses. And the third one is being who you truly are is enough reason to be loved. And I think as a collective message, this suggests that we are um, allowing ourselves to change, but that change might be more proactive if we can believe that we are worthy of those things. I think sometimes when we can't release, it's like, attacking or like it's disrupting one of our core beliefs and it's like it actually can pull in more intention of why we are allowing ourselves to ruminate like even when I was talking to my therapist because I struggle with rumination but on a like ridiculous level and it was like it's a form of self-harm it's literally a form of self-harm but because I mean there are other reasons why it's probably more so than the average Joe but I bring it up to say that these um ruminations or this repetition isn't really coming from your mental space it's more coming from your heart space and it's just showing you how like sore your um experience has been but this can all be recovered you know like the five of cups came out twice you know and the five of cups is literally change 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 it's very like how are we going to um approach this new um idea how are we going to approach this new chapter how are we going to approach this new year you know and I think it's allowing ourselves to understand that we are worth more than what we've been um provided for or what we've been shown and actually Mm -hmm. believing in it like even the six of cups like six is known for harmony and transitions whereas ten of cups is to do with the abundance available to us and I think like through um uh restriction and scarcity we haven't allowed ourselves to be fully available to the blessings Mm. around us like god or the universe or spirit has um so many ways of showing us that we're loved whether it is our um community whether it is our health whether it is our um like environment like there's so many things available to us even like the spiritual um gifts that we have you know like yeah and I think also this ties to like how predominantly our generation and also the internet generation was taught to build relationships online and um it was taught community through this online connection and now maybe um, this reading could be implying that because the question was opening your hearts, um, mm-hmm. it kind of is calling you to realize that you can have uh, connections with others that are more than like messaging someone sometimes and more Definitely. than like the language can um, 
because language is limiting like conversation is amazing i love conversations but like connecting with other another person is a very energetic experience and it's a very um it's like an experience that you can compare to i don't know like being born like mm -hmm. um it's it's transcendental and okay. i think maybe because we have this like um very curated and very like social media um social life um maybe we forgot that there's way more in community making and 100%. connecting with your community I've also noticed one thing as well a lot of like the cups in this deck like some are floating some have sunk some are like being overflowed and I think that's a testament to like the different um uh spaces where individuals may feel like they are with their emotions like maybe mm -hmm. they need to um understand like deep do a deep dive and find out what's the heart of the issue or what's the root of the uh, problem maybe they need to pause um uh maybe they need to have more love poured into them maybe they need to um get to know themselves and others deeper just because those things are floating on the surface and if it's in response to your question of like how can I open my heart space how can I um approach my uh heart space with more softness within the companionship I think it's maybe setting out time quality time to get to know others understand that the change in the intention is also change in behavior so follow through with your new set of beliefs that you've um placed on yourself i also see a mm -hmm. cup upside down in the water and i think it's like even changing the container like changing the um way you do things so that you can see more ways of being loved so like okay one example you know that I love dancing I just started a new dance mm -hmm. class that I go to on Mondays and like that's just another way that I can be poured into because it's something that interests me but now I'm working with a group of people who's like encouraging each other to like change and adapt and be more flexible um <laughs> Venus <like> retrograde I <laughs> know but it's true it's like we're all <laughs> we're all there we've all booked our ticket to go and vibe together but also we have to do like these dance-offs which is like quite funny we have to battle each other and like it's, it's just <laughs> honestly it's really really fun like it's just the opportunity to like showcase something and like see how something that I want can also be expanded and explored with another set of principles and another group mm -hmm. of people so I think that's your reading um okay just if you I just want to do one more thing I'm going to shuffle the card okay. and you just tell me when to stop okay okay no okay so I got the warrior it says the warrior is powerful. She knows her strengths and weaknesses and know how to use them to her advantage to protect what she needs. She is smart and she's trained for many a year to achieve this power and is ready to fight for what she believes or wants. We all have a warrior within us, but often suppress her feeling that she'll be rejected for being too aggressive or demanding. We are taught that the patience pays off and to work your way up to things. But sometimes in life, we must release the inner warrior and go out and grab what we want or fight for what we believe. Don't forget your power. Don't lessen your goals for fear of letting her free. Use the powerful ally as she joins you on a part of your journey. It is certainly time to come into your power, particularly if the moon is about to go full. You are feeling extra powerful um, from this as well. So go best. So best. Go, so you best go for it. 
Well, we just had a new moon, so it's not going full. But I, think, I think this card like ties to so many things. We like to all the things we spoke about today. I think it talks about like sort of like stepping into your own and not being too like fearful of the change around you because I think sometimes mm-hmm. when there's a lot of change happening people just like withdraw and go backwards because it's just like it's a bit of like conflict yeah. avoidant or like um well just a change avoidant but now it's an opportunity mm-hmm. for the individual to see what they want and how they can aspire and how they can um understand and reflect what their um needs and values are I feel like this reading is definitely like resonated with the virtue um for the with the venus retrograde more so than anything yes and i think um especially the part when it's like oh you all have the inner warrior that's strong and stuff um but you hide her because she comes off too aggressive or but the aries mercury yes this is like (laughs) very much what we were talking about that sometimes like people are scared of passionate people yeah and um or unless they obviously get to the point when they have like the public image and social hierarchy like figure out and they're like a person of authority and I feel like we should not shame passion and like intensity of expression or or um aspirations to um to be like oh like um to like smaller people down I don't know but um I think yeah we should encourage people I think people like kind of use it well I mean like like authority figures can use it as like a form of control you know like it's Mm. like they are well they want to put the fire out you know they want to like smaller the fire yeah definitely um trigger not trigger but it can't like sway others you know but then also it's more to do with like they're so comfortable because they reap the benefits of that structure so I think that's why people sometimes don't like passion because it inspires others to change and do different yes and And it inspires them to like you know take the steps to be passionate themselves and there's like such a responsibility because now I'm like coming off as someone that's passionate about this so I must think that this is like really good and now this is like a open air opinion that I people know that I feel strongly about and people are like we all want to be so neutral so cool so like inaccessible so mysterious yeah um but no passion uh, for the win and I hope with like all these like collective changes of how we're approaching relationships um I always like to say that it gets worse before it gets better so Mm -hmm. I think really like the worst is happening right now but I hope people will like kind of go back to understanding that relationships are effort and um, they're not always supposed to be comfortable. And it's really like, you're literally just a, cho- you just choose a person. Like, um, I think and- also it's like, like pe- it's like 50, 50 in it. And it's like, we, mm. we're ignorant to think that relationships are only going to be in the like, a more favorable aspects than they are going to be in the less favorable you know and it's just yeah. understanding that as people grow as people expand as people like learn new things we're gonna adjust to those changes if those people mm. co- um collab um, compatible with us we'll move through it if they're not we can um yes definitely and we can politely acknowledge that they ain't it and move our separate yes. ways so yeah no no point forcing anything definitely no definitely 
Um, I feel like I got a lot of messages as well from this reading as well. So I'm very, very grateful. Um, that takes us to our last segment. And the last segment is the direct message. This is where we leave listeners with a take home message. What would you like to leave listeners with? Um, very simply and very and simply, not simple. And simply is not a word. Um, feel you can your make feelings. words here. I, am, I struggle with it and I care about it. But if you, you need to try it too, like people should feel their feelings when they happen. And when you're feeling comfortable, guilty, even when you're feeling envious, you mm. should feel that feeling so you can like, you know, get to know yourself like mm. authentically. So definitely. Well, thank you your for feelings that. is my, yeah. Thank I, you, Sarah. It was so don't, fun. Don't you worry. I think my mm. um, direct message for uh, this week is be proactive with your releases. Like I think I, um, and I'm, this is a memo for me. <laughs> I'm one of those people that like, oh, it will go when it wants to go. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm one of those people that I'm like, it will leave when it wants to leave. And I think that is true to a degree, but then it sort of arises conflict within me when I'm still feeling said feeling. I got to mm-hmm. get a bit like frustrated with myself because I don't allow um, or I can't sur- accept, I can't surrender that I hasn't left yet. So then I start to be like, oh, maybe I'm the problem, you know? So I guess like, oh, sorry, my mind's just gone blank. Be proactive. Yes, thank you. Sorry. So when when I say be proactive with your releases, maybe there's an action you should do um, to help with those releases. When I was younger and I was going through like my personal development, like early into my spiritual awakening and stuff, I would write things and then burn them. But now that doesn't work with me as much as like going to the gym and physically moving my body to get the different energies out. So um, be proactive with your releases because then it can give you, um, I guess, more confidence that you are releasing them um, instead of um, thinking it will go and then being annoyed at yourself when it hasn't left. (laughs) So that's my advice. Um, Outlets are everything. Pardon? outlets are everything definitely you're consuming so you need to let out you want things you need to sacrifice and I think but that's the thing I think outlets change like as we do we do change yeah definitely but sometimes I think like I know I've been guilty for this I've been like doing something that used to serve me and then it not serving me and then I'm thinking I'm the wrong person or I'm the bad person because it's not like it's not leaving or it's not left mm-hmm. and then I start uh, it like in triggers my inner critic and it's like I, I think um because then you have to go through that process of like grieving something that used to help you and now it doesn't help you anymore that's definitely true and I think grief is something that as a collective we've learned so much about over the past year and it's not just grieving of like people that have like gone to the next plane of life but grieving like the relationships that we're not going to have grieving the conversations that we didn't um have with others grieving who we thought we were going to be and not um grieving the pre-pandemic times exactly like just the reality that used to be that um yeah grieving the the times we thought like all this time that we would be like traveling if it wasn't pandemic or doing all these things if it wasn't pandemic at least we like to say that to ourselves so yeah there's a lot of grief a lot of grief good loves grief (laughs) honestly what means that we can release our feelings so 
exactly yeah. exactly and it just it just shows it just shows you another way of like knowing yourself but um that's the end of our episode um i want to say thank you so much claudia for joining me for astrology i've learned a lot and i've been able to expand on myself um please can i ask you to leave um your socials with listeners so they know where to find you okay um i think um I give you my art Instagram, which is mm-hmm. Prodigal with a four instead of an A. Um, for now, I haven't been very active, but I wanting I'm wanting to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think I will. I don't know if it's in the bio yet, but I will be. Um, I've started a new small project that is very similar, like similar to. Um, what Sarah's about, which is like wellness and emotions and things. Amazing. It's more, more, it's more graphic-y. And um, we also like going to make a zine with poetry and stuff um, with my housemate. So that's um, Amygdala um, with force. Um, but also it'll be in the bio because exactly. I don't want, I can't spell. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. You just have me the contact and I'll I can't put all say of them in the bio. Um, honestly it's been such a pleasure listening to you today and it's been I'm so um, well I'm just really great excited for this information to come out this podcast episode to come out thank you listeners for well listening (laughs) I have been Sarah DM aka DM Sarah you can find me at dm.talks you can book a reading with me at dmtalks11 at gmail.com um, I should have a website coming out soon, which sort of highlights more stuff that I do. So um, keep your notifications on. Well, keep notifications on for my Insta so you are first to be informed. But um, without further ado, I'm going to love you and I'm going to leave you. Bye, guys. Bye.